Get Our Music for May 30th, 2020 is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday, BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and The Media Files. It's time, baby. Hit our music. Music is hopefully a weekly professional wrestling podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined this week by fellow LevelDownGames.com staff member and regular co-host of the Max Level Podcast. It's Dan. What's going on, guys? So, what the hell is hit our music? To be completely candid, uh, we're not 100% <laughs> sure. So, we used to do a former professional wrestling podcast here at Level Down Games, and unfortunately that one ended a couple years ago, but... With AEW debuting last year, I don't know about you, Dan. I know you were still really kind of diehard into WWE when you first started joined in Level Down Games earlier this year. But I really fell out with WWE over the past couple of years. It's been kind of boring. Um, Actually, I'm trying to think when it happened. Maybe was it when Bray Wyatt lost the belt to Goldberg? It might have been it. I told my so wife. So that was I said, February. That was yeah. at the February pay-per-view earlier this year because they did that to try to have Goldberg versus what Roman Reigns Roman WrestleMania Reigns. this year. Yeah. And then look what happened because of COVID. So uh, that completely screwed Bray and he still hasn't recovered from that. Well, I, I believe he just had a baby. <laughs> he had a, yeah, they did him and Jojo just had their second child. So congratulations yeah. to them. I just saw that. But AEW really brought back my love of professional wrestling. I was never watching Raw, never watching SmackDown, never watching even NXT, which I do and still do enjoy. I wasn't watching Watching it live or weekly anymore. AEW Dynamite, since it debuted in October, I've not missed a single episode every Wednesday night. I'm there when it starts on TNT. I'm watching it live. I'm literally, for the first time in a long time, having to sit through commercials because I'm not watching it on DVR. We've personally ordered through BR Live every single pay-per-view that they've produced since they started up as a company. So... I, I've been just sucked back in and I really want an outlet to talk about it. And I don't want to just dominate our other shows with wrestling because that's not what they're meant to be. No, I uh, I agree. Uh, when you uh, we had talked about maybe doing this, I kind of got excited. Um, AEW for me as well has brought back a passion uh, for wrestling. I, I mean, I've watched, you know, uh, Raw and SmackDown pretty much weekly up until, like I said, Bray Wyatt lost the belt. And then I, I haven't watched. My wife will kind of tell me what's happening, but I also read. You know, I read online like what happens for the most part. I usually knew, you know, what was happening before we would watch it just because we don't watch. I don't watch a lot of stuff live, but I stopped watching Raw and SmackDown. I do watch NXT because I do like that product. But yes, AEW has got my passion back. It's something because my wife is a huge wrestling fan. So it's something we can talk about. She loves Kenny Omega. Um, uh, just like you, we've bought into every pay-per-view they've had. We watch it regularly. I don't watch it live like uh, you do, but I typically it's the first thing we watch Thursday when I get home from work and we're sitting down to eat dinner. I'm trying to thing. get you to watch it Wednesday I, nights. I try every single week. <laughs> I know, but I'm st- I usually, that's a night I stream, but maybe I need to move my streaming schedule around. 
shift some things around. AEW needs to be uh, experienced live because, dude, and, and just just like you. OK, it's uh, we're recording this. It's Friday evening. You've seen this week's episode, right? Yes, I have. Yep. I wanted I, if when I would have been if I would have been spoiled <laughs> with the FDR debut, like before it actually I saw it, I would have been so fucking mad. <laughs> well, so uh, what was I going to oh, damn? What was I going to say? I can't remember. I was just going to say something and now I lost my train of thought. Um, well, first, my wife had come to me and she or when she looked and saw FTR, she's like, does FTR stand for fuck the revival? And I was like, hmm, that would actually been pretty good. You know, if they were trying to like burn WWE, I said, but no, it stands for fuck the rest. Did you see that they're saying it's actually going to stand for whatever they wanted to stand for at that current time? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so they're they're basically saying that FTR currently stands for fuck the rest, but they to whatever reason, like they can adapt it to stand for other things in the future if they want it to. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Oh, now I, I remember when you were talking about you trying to get me to watch it live. I, you know, if I would have had a, a magic ball and seen this COVID and stuff was going to derail some live events. Um, AEW is actually in Charlotte and me and the wife talked about going, but we didn't just because it's in the middle of the week and it's kind of hard for both of us to get off work and go up there. But if I could rewind, I think we would have got tickets and went there and watched it. Yeah, that was was that before or after I went? Oh, man, I can't remember because Jessica and I actually went and saw AEW Dynamite up in Cleveland at the Wolstein Center at the end of January right as all this COVID stuff was starting it would have been before I just uh looks like Wednesday January 29th 2020 was the Wolstein Center I believe uh the one in Charlotte was not too long after Dynamite kicked off I want to say it was in October yeah you should have fucking went man I know because man it, it was it was such an enjoyable time we actually met my birthday is January 24th for those who might just be stumbling upon this, this podcast with no knowledge of what Level Down Games or anything else that we do is. But uh, yeah, my birthday is January 24th. So we got tickets to that event for my birthday and it was so much fun. They put on such a great live event. Like it, it's it's more of a spectacle than what WWE does live with Raw and SmackDown. They, they kind of do it with like their bigger paper view still, but AEW still has that fire and that passion and that spectacle type feeling just with their weekly shows when you're there live. Yeah, I when we were, you know, watching Raw and SmackDown, I we we would fast forward through most of the matches. Uh AEW, we're not fast forwarding through anything except for the commercial. Of course, cuz you're not watching live still. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, what this podcast hit our music, a professional wrestling podcast is predominantly going to be is an AEW podcast because that's what really what we're passionate about right now. But that doesn't mean we're never going to talk about WWE because from time to time they still do some cool things. Is the plexiglass like a hockey rink cool probably no, not not i'm not like I, I don't like that I don't, at all no me neither but, <laughs> but from time to time they still do cool things and there will be times that i want to talk about ring of honor or new japan pro wrestling or stardom you know rest in peace to hana kimura that's I, I don't even want to get into that because we talked a little bit about it uh in our discord and uh just just what happened with her and that whole cyberbullying social thing I, I guess i will say just be kind to 
to one another. Like, yes. that's really what we need right now with everything that's going on in in Minneapolis and everything. Just we, we just need more kindness. It, it's just getting out of control. It's fucking crazy. It just needs to stop. <laughs> it needs to stop. It does. Oh. Just because you don't speak the words and you use your keyboard doesn't mean they don't have an effect on the other end. Absolutely. So just just really, really be kind to one another and. I just, just, man, it's so sad. But um, I, I do want to you and I did obviously watch AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view over the past weekend. And since we kind of just did pretty much say that this show is going to be dominated by discussions on AEW, um, what did you think of the pay-per-view? I enjoyed it. It was uh, probably one of the better pay-per-views I've watched in a while. Um Really enjoyed it. Uh, the Stampede match was probably one of my favorites. I can't uh, tell you how many times me and the wife like looked at each other and was like, holy shit, and they're just laughing when Matt Hardy was under the water and kept changing what version of Matt Hardy he was. I mean, I was just laughing my ass off. I was amazed at some of the moves. It was just, it was a lot of fun. It was really enjoyable. A lot of great matches. Let's stay on that Stadium Stampede for a second. Okay. Because it's probably one of the more unique things that we've gotten to see in professional wrestling. Uh, uh, Jessica and I were watching and when they started the match and they just started charging at each other with just these weapons and everything from one end zone to the next, it just reminded me so much of like going to like one of those LARPing events, you know, like a live action RPG events or yes. live action role playing events. Yep. And just like everyone coming at each other, like foam fucking swords and shields. And that's just what it was so funny. Jessica said it reminded her of the scene from uh, Anchorman. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. But, dude, that was so fucking funny. But they did such a good job. They did a great job doing the stadium stampede match, taking and utilizing the entire Jacksonville Jaguar stadium. Like, that was really fucking cool. Uh, yeah. They, you know, you're wondering how they were going to do it because they had the ring in the middle of the field, you know, and how are they going to have this many guys, you know, and kind of focus. And they, it was nice how they kind of branched everything off. And, you know, you kind of seen, you know, these guys do the thing. And it, it was really good. It, like you said, it was really cool to see them utilize pretty much the entire damn stadium. The one thing that I was slightly disappointed about with the stadium stampede was that we didn't really get any surprises during it. And obviously with what's going on in the world and how, you know, they, they can't do certain things right now. So I have to wonder if maybe, you know, the revival was meant to be, or I'm sorry, FTR, not the revival, if maybe they were supposed to appear during the stadium stampede and then couldn't. So they had to do it on dynamite. But the more realistic thing that I think is probably true. I don't know if you saw uh, this past week's episode of being the elite, but Marty Skrull appeared at the end. I saw that. I didn't I didn't actually watch it, but I, I was reading an article and they were talking about that. So what it sounds like is Marty was supposed to be the surprise during the stadium stampede, but they couldn't work it out with Ring of Honor to get it to happen. And so they had him just appear on BTE instead. Uh, okay. That's what it sounds like. So that's really, really disappointing because, dude, I would have lost my shit if 
uh, if we would have saw Marty Skrull appear on pay-per-view. Like, can you imagine? And, and plus, if there would have actually been able to be like a crowd there, can you imagine the massive pop that would have got? Uh, no, I couldn't. And that's that's one thing that, that kind of does suck about these times is like all these debuts that AEW is having and you don't get that like, holy shit, crowd reaction, you know? Yeah. It yeah. sucks there's that they're so missing many, out on that. There's so many cool things. Like, like we mentioned earlier with FTR showing up on that. Can you imagine the pop that would have got? Just listen to the pop that it did get with the wrestlers that were there that probably didn't know they were going to be there. And I don't know if you saw, but they've been having like certain sections of Daly's place in that parking lot. They do have some fans there. It's mostly friends and family, but they do have certain sections where there are fans sitting there. And even even the pop that that got was big. Well, yeah. And you have to wonder, you know, because they are kind of relying on these, you know, uh, other wrestlers and, you know, friends and family, you know, how much aren't those guys, you know, how much close to the vest are they going to keep these uh, debuts? You know, I'm very curious, you know, with um, uh, Cody Rhodes and the TNT belt and the open challenge, you know, who are we going to see from this release? Oh, list? If, they, if they actually start taping shows again, Correct. if people are there, you, you're goddamn right. There's going to be some leaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody can keep their mouth shut if they no. don't are if they're not getting paid for it so exactly exactly (laughs) and and even people that get paid for it talk all the time as well (laughs) but i do want to talk about another match from double or nothing one that really surprised me with how much fun i had in watching it and that was the world championship match with john moxley and Brody lee seeing these guys wrestle countless times as dean ambrose and luke harper in wwe it felt completely different yeah it was like two different guys wrestling in a match it just really goes to show when you have some creative control of what you're able and capable of doing you can put on a really cool match when you know probably nobody dude i was reading so many things online a lot of people were really really questioning putting mr brody lee into this match with mox already for the title he absolutely showed why he deserved to be there agreed uh, i mean I, w- I was like some that were questioning it and you know we had talked a little bit on you thought i think yeah you pre- did you predict Brody lee to win i didn't i actually did say that if Brody lee didn't win it was going to hurt his image i actually thought moxley was going to win but i don't know what did i predict though i can't remember i, I think i predicted uh you know what let's just go back and look so <laughs> you predicted john moxley i predicted john no frank predicted john moxley um i also predicted john moxley okay yeah okay. we all all three of us did predict john moxley and then uh who, who else put in predictions here i think severin d I also put in yeah severin yeah. d put in some predictions in our discord server um he also predicted john moxley so we all said everyone that put predictions in there everyone agreed mox is gonna win but what I said was that if Brody Lee lost via pinfall or submission, it was going to severely hurt his image. If he was going to lose, I was under the impression that it would be by, you know, like some funny business with the Dark Order or, you know, something was going to happen to cause him or Moxley to get disqualified or something was going to really, really just go crazy. I don't know. But he ended up losing not via like 
tap out by passing out. Correct. That still kind of hurts his image. See, now I think they can fix that by, because he wasn't, he wasn't on dynamite. Was he on dynamite this? <sighs> no, he was not. Okay. So, you know, they could have him come back and you know how he was being a complete asshole to, um, I'm so bad with names. I'm going to have to get better. Uh, number 10 or number yes, 10 or the, whatever. Number yeah. 10. So yeah, you can make, you know, bring him back and just let him treat these, uh, stooges like assholes and really build up some heat. I, I you know, I think they can recover kind of that Lean way. More into the Mr. McMahon character. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? Instead of leaning away from it like a lot of people want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the Wednesday, man, the Dark Order, they really didn't have much of a presence. If I'm trying to trying to think back, I think there were a couple of them sitting on the heel side of the like the ringside area. And then I think somebody gave a card to somebody trying to recruit. Mm, you but, might be right. Colt Cabana, was it? It was Colt Cabana, I think it was, yeah. who, uh, who got a card passed to him, so... Yeah, that's uh, trying to think exactly what happened there. But yeah, really, really, really going back to the world championship match. I really did enjoy it. And I was glad to see these guys really get to showcase what they can do, especially Brody Lee, because, you know, how old is he now? Like, I, I never like to I really like Wikipedia. throw age in in, in in around, but he's 40 years old. So he is still able to go for several years. He's finally getting an opportunity to showcase what he can do, because for the last seven, eight years when he was in WWE, we never really got to saw anything outside of his Intercontinental Championship run. Yeah, and you didn't really get to hear him talk a whole lot. Like the few episodes, you know, he's been on since his debut. Yeah, exactly. This is the most we've ever heard him uh, talk. So it's nice, like you said, that they get these creative, you know, um, freedom to do these things. And then not only does it get to showcase what they're actually capable of, it also, to me, it makes them more happier. So they're going to put on a better, you know, a, a better match and and a better product because a they're doing they're actually getting to do their work and show their story so you know there's so much more into it than when they were had the hand held down of the wwe absolutely man and and i don't know if you've been seeing some of the interviews that uh that matt hardy has been doing but he's basically been saying exactly what you just said word for word in a lot of these interviews (laughs) well i just um when we were watching uh dynamite uh me and the wife i I looked at her i said matt hardy just looks like he's having fun you know it looks like he's he's got a little bit of that passion back and he just looks like he's having fun and you can just tell yeah yeah wwe really hasn't let somebody do that since mick foley i mean you know foley got to do that back in the late 90s with cactus jack dude love dude, mankind yeah. and mick foley yeah. and, and now matt hardy's kind of capturing some of that as well with his damascus and you know bringing back version one and bringing back you know team extreme and just coming up with these random ass characters he really is is much like Chris Jericho, a uh, wizard when it comes to reinventing himself. Uh, they, it really is. When you step back and take a look about how long these guys have been in the business and how long, you know, to still in their ages that we're still right now talking about Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho. I mean, it, it is it is great to see what they do. And like I said, with that freedom, they can do so much more now. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Chris Jericho, I've been uh, heavily watching all of the WCW pay-per-views again. I'm currently up through mid-1999. And I'm having a I'm having a really hard time continuing to watch the pay-per-views because this is really when WCW started going into the fucking toilet quick. Yeah, yeah. 
So I just think I watched Uncensored 99, which would have been March. Um, I fucking forget what April was. I think May. I don't even remember what these paper, these schedules were anymore. But I'm about to approach April 1999 to WCW pay-per-view. And I really thoroughly enjoyed, you know, watching back through 95, 96, 97, even 98. 98 was great. Great year for WCW. So that was 97. But um, now getting to like see how many times just Jericho reinvented himself in WCW and then how many times he did it in WWE and now he's doing it in AEW and I feel like he's just he's got so much talent I just wish I had an ounce of that because he is so incredible. <laughs> you, uh, you aren't kidding. I was hoping we were actually uh, going to try to go see Fozzie. Fozzie was going to be uh, by us, but they canceled the uh, uh, everything concert. canceled. Yeah, 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 I mean everything for the uh, pretty much the rest of the year. But we were hoping. <laughs> I was hoping to catch in a little uh, Judas live would have been pretty cool. That would have been freaking sweet. I've not seen Fozzie live either, I, and I do want to sometime. And the cool thing where the, the small place, not to get off track, but the, the small place that they're at, it's very like, like personal. Like I said, we have no idea what the show's <laughs> going to be, so there is no off track. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's a very small venue, so it'd be like, I mean, you know, he'd be real close. And it would just be a great experience to go see that. You just want his sweat on you. Hell yeah, man. I, actually, I'm wearing his uh, little bit of the bubbly shirt right now, man. <laughs> Jericho, sweat on me, please. I just hear you screaming. Touch my beard. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I do want to uh, I do want to talk two more matches from Double or Nothing though before we get out of here because there's two that I really do want to discuss like I'm glad we're finally getting to talk about this because I haven't really talked about Double or Nothing to anybody yet so the Casino Ladder match that was so insane <laughs> It was. Darby Allen is freaking insane and that he didn't break both of his ankles is amazing. I am amazed that he did not hurt himself more than probably just getting, you know, banged up and bruised. But he really does need to be careful because that was fucking dangerous. 100 percent. I mean, that's exactly what I, I can... it had to have been gimmicked in some way. I mean, we're 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 giving it that. I'm assuming it well, was gimmicked in some way. The ladder. Yes. Yeah. The ladder was already, I think, bro, like started to break or of something course, like that of course but, but still like dude. super super dangerous anything could have went wrong with that and yeah shattered knees or legs instantly if you would have if something would have went wrong <laughs> yeah and it would suck because you know he does have a little bit of momentum and he's very i one of my favorites to watch you know it would suck to kind of lose uh you know the momentum that he's got going on oh yeah him and uh him and uh joey janella are right now my two favorite like I, well, and MJF, but like AEW guys, like guys that I really wasn't too familiar with. MJF, I was because of... Um uh, Major League Wrestling. I always, you know, some, a lot of times I forget about that promotion, but they, they do have some pretty good stuff going on over there. But uh, I was familiar with MJF from that. But Darby Allen and Joey Janela are two guys that really had always slipped under my radar. And I'm glad that they're finally getting to showcase their stuff in front of a worldwide audience because they're incredible. And I'm, I keep hoping that, you know, they, they build their company around these guys. You know, don't don't build your company around the WWE guys. Build it around these guys that are homegrown to make yourselves look different. Utilize the WWE guys to yes. help with that, but don't rely on them completely. 
I think they need to get the title off Moxley um, within the next two or three months. I really do. See, I like, well, I'm glad you brought that up because I, me and the wife have talked about this a lot as well, that, you know, don't let these AEW guys that you started with, don't let them go to the wayside and bring in these WWE guys, you know, like you said, grown home talent. Let's see what they got because right now, they got Some a lot of, of good talent. Some of them deserve a chance. Exactly. Some of the WWE exactly. guys deserve a chance. Like 100%. I think Zack Ryder is going to appear eventually yeah, in here. Yeah, Matt Cardona. And Rusev. I do think he deserves a chance, but that's honestly all I would hire. You know, so I'd hire Mike Chioda as well, the referee, but that's it. Oh, that's yes, who I 100%. would bring in. That I wouldn't bring in anybody else. I, I agree with that. I, I would love to see Rusev for sure. Um, I am. I do like that John Moxley is champion. He's probably my favorite right now. Uh, I was a big Dean Ambrose guy uh, in WWE. Love seeing Moxley. Love seeing the belt. I just wish, again, I wish he was able to have this championship run in front of crowds. It just sucks that it's missing out on that. Yeah, because he relies so much on still doing that shield, yep. quote unquote, mm-hmm. gimmick of coming through the crowd and, you know, just being that rebel type of a person. And yeah, you're absolutely right. His, his, uh, uh, his title reign will be tainted by the fact that it was in in front of nobody. Yeah, it sucks. But I think they get, need to get the title off of him because if they rely on these WWE guys too much, it's the same thing that plagued WCW. Yep. They relied too much on Randy Savage. They relied too much on Hulk Hogan. They relied too much on what, Bret Hart say for that, a little bit. I, I was going to say Bret Hart. I actually would. You read my mind. I was going to say I actually don't want to say Bret Hart because they never really relied on no, him as didn't. much as they probably should have. I 100% agree with that. I I think Bret Hart had potential to help save WCW from the NWO, but they didn't let him. <laughs> no, they did not. But yeah, WCW relied too heavily on ex-WWE guys, and I just don't want to see AEW making those same mistakes. So the reason I brought up the casino ladder match is because newly signed Brian Cage, who is somebody that is relatively known, but is not an ex-WWE guy. He's an ex-Impact guy. He's an ex-indie guy, but he has a major chance right now to be a massive star for AEW. He's got it all, dude. He's super athletic. He's got the look and he's got the chip. I hope he beats Moxley at Fighter Fest. So I'm probably in the minority. I didn't like that he won the ladder match. And right now I'm not a fan of him. Um, maybe he'll start to grow on me. But right now, I, I don't want him winning the belt. Hopefully, as you see him wrestle more and more over the next few weeks and months, he will grow on you. Dude, he's with Taz. Come on. So, okay. So, exactly. So, I, I do like that. Uh, I am a fan of Taz, and I do like that they're kind of using him. Because I'm not familiar with Brian Cage. My wife actually knew who he was. When I had brought the name up, Um, you know, that that was going to be maybe a rumor that he was going to show up in the match. My, uh, I keep talking about my wife a lot. Maybe we'll have to have her on the podcast. We um, probably should, man. I mean, Jessica's <sighs> involved in stuff like BG Mania. Uh, you know, Kyle's getting his wife, Lindsay, involved with their new podcast. Go check it out. Fucking awesome episode one of the yes, media files go check out uh, that. we probably should get dude it'd be She's amazing if you actually sat, right now. if you'd She's be sitting. amazing if you sat down with your wife and recorded an episode just the two of you we probably could i'd have to get another mic but i'm sure we could but she's yelling no! at me in the, in, in you the living room use one mic uh, Don't you tell call. her to good stop call. yelling <laughs> she's gonna do it one day <laughs> no 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 she said she wants to she said she oh, could talk great. wrestling she's already excellent. on board excellent yeah, i thought we, he was we, i thought we, she was telling no you want to do it then no she's yelling she's yelling from the living room because where i record is in the game room uh, off to the living room and uh you know anyway back to 
Brian Cage. <laughs> so yeah, she, so she knew who he was before I did because she does actually still watch TNA. I haven't watched TNA and uh, I haven't watched Impact in fucking since forever. It was relevant. <laughs> yeah, I have. I haven't watched Impact in fucking forever. But uh, I was just looking up like Brian Cage's career, and you know he was in Florida Championship Wrestling in 2008 and 2009, but they released him in September of 2009 and he's never been back to WWE. So like he's not a WWE guy. You know, he like I said, he was on the indie scene. He's wrestled in pro wrestling gorilla, obviously impact and Lucha Underground. So they have a chance to establish him as a star because he's now in front again of a worldwide audience. Well, like I said, hope hopefully watching him, he'll grow on me. But right now, I I wasn't a fan. I just didn't like him coming straight in and winning. You know, I, I come on. I, he used to go by the name Johnny Cage. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm an MK guy, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> Actually, it was just John Cage, but still. Okay, well, but still, pretty much. So let's see if he grows on me. I, I would like to have seen the chip go to somebody else, but, you know, if they are trying to get the belt off of Moxley without Moxley looking, I guess, uh, too weak or whatever, Brian Cage would be the perfect person to take it from him. 100%. And not hurt uh, Moxley too much. 100%. Uh, I, I actually surprisingly don't want to talk about the TNT Championship match. Um, I was a little disappointed in that match. I really think Lance Archer should have won. I, I think it was a mistake not having Lance Archer win that match. I think Iron Mike Tyson being there provided absolutely nothing to the match. He he, he kind of looked out of place, man. He I, I just it didn't work. It didn't work. No, I agree. And I'm not quite sure where they're going with it now. I know they're trying to bring up the 10 years ago thing with Jericho and Tyson, but I'm assuming they're trying to use it for numbers, you know, drawing some crowd. And yeah, I get that. Tyson, Tyson on dynamite when he took a shirt off and threw up his guns in front of it looked dumb. It, it, it just it yeah. didn't work for me. It no. looked fake. I, I wasn't a fan. So I don't even want to talk about that. Disappointed that uh, they didn't have Lance Archer win. I think Lance Archer is the hottest thing in AEW right now my personal favorite guy right now in, in in wrestling i am a massive lance archer fan i think he's got again a great look a fantastic theme song and just really really missed out on not having a monster get that first tnt title they don't have a heel champion right now no, and i and think I, that's a massive massive failure on their part again and i agree with that but i also wonder you know if they put it on cody because of the open challenge and who they want to debut i wonder if it would just go a little bit better that and of course because of family lineage. I mean, this this really, uh, the whole Turner thing, I mean, it does mean a lot to the Rhodes family. So uh, ha- having Cody as, as the first champion, I, I'm not surprised by it, but I was disappointed with it. The um, the match that I do want to talk about and close out here with before we get on out of here on this episode one is the AEW Women's Championship match. The uh, the no DQ, no count out between Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. I, you know, what? I actually I love the way Dasha Fuentes says it. Hikaru Shida. I, I, I like that. So we're yeah. going to call her that. Hikaru Shida. Uh, <laughs> not going to say it like that again, though, because it's hard to just talk about like that, you know, uh, doesn't roll off the tongue as easily as no, Hikaru Shida. And I, I'm terrible at pronouncing names like that. <laughs> But this is one of the more fun women's matches that I got to watch in a long time. And I know a lot of people have been giving Nyla Rose crap on social media. I don't agree with any of the stuff that's been being said about her. I think that they had a great match, man. I really do. I think that and it would have been 10, 20, maybe even 30 times better in front of a live audience again. But for what they were able to do, they had an incredible match. Uh, Yeah, I, I did really enjoy it. I haven't 
um, enjoyed a whole lot of women matches, you know, outside of AEW. There have been some good ones or whatever, but it, it, it was a, a really good match. It was nice that uh, she paid tribute um, coming out with her. Why didn't she change her costume up a little bit to kind of pay tribute? Yeah. Um, again, I'm, I'm bad with names. Yeah, Hana Kimura, who we mentioned yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, passing away again from the whole uh, cyberbullying stuff with the stupid... You know, Jessica watched that show, Terrace House. She actually watched that and was familiar with her before it actually happened. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's actually not something that I knew about until I, you know, told her the day that it happened. Hey, did you, did you hear that, uh, you know, Hana Kimura passed and, uh, um, man, you know, it, it's so, it's going back to that. It's so, it so sucks because I followed her on social media and I was oh. able to see like the images that she uploaded that were thankfully taken down. But that, that whole situation again, it just, it really, really bugs me that, that, that's really broken my heart. But Hikaru Shida winning was also a nice tribute in that regard to Hanukkah because Agreed. of yeah. their relationship and friendship and that kind yes. of stuff. Yes. I don't want to say that's the only reason that she won because no. it's not. No. It's 100 percent not. Hikaru Shida has been, in my opinion, her and Britt Baker have been the backbone of the AEW women's division so far. Before Hikaru Shida entered the scene, they really were struggling with their women's division. But now Britt Baker being a heel is on fucking fire. Like Dude, she, she literally so is well. doing so well. Yes. She is incredible. And Nyla Rose has been incredible as this like unstoppable beast, man. Like what she was doing when she bringing out the tables and just slamming people through them. That's how she I, I was making a joke in discord, but I do think that's how her character should be. Like, throwback to the old ECW New Jack style. Nyla Rose should just come out, fucking trash can, full of weapons, bring out a table like Public Enemy, and just slam them through a table. Set it on fire. Slam them through the table. Bring the kendo stick. Just, you know what I mean? Like the Sandman. Come down. Bash up. Bring that style back because it fits her character. Uh, I mean, it does. She is this unstoppable force, more so than Nia Jax is, uh, who just injured um, Kyrie Sane again. I don't know if you saw that from the tapings uh, i didn't see it but i i read about it and it just it's like man how many people is she gonna how many people they are you realize? gonna injure before you before they finally tell you that's enough and is enough yeah but nyla rose you know she she really could be that throwback ecw badass uh hardcore style uh that 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 really isn't being done right now in women's wrestling so I think that would be really cool. Uh, yeah, you're right. That's why I was sitting there trying to just rack my brain. And you're absolutely right. There's nothing going on like that uh, right now in women's wrestling. And it would be yeah, a, a nice throwback to, to those those guys. And it would be really fun to see. It really would. But now the AEW women's division actually is starting to be impressive. You know, you have Hikaru Shida. You have Nyla Rose, who is full of potential. Chris Statlander, full of potential. You know, she's absolutely one of my favorites. Penelope Ford has been getting yeah. Better and better. You know, she's full of potential. Um... Uh, trying to who else uh, recently uh, the girl that they had in the crowd at the pay-per-view and then they had her on dynamite Christy Janes it oh, looks yeah. like it looks like they might be trying to utilize her more because they gave her like a little bit of an intro and a little bit of like a, a dancing type routine that she did before her match so I, I don't know if they're going to be doing something more with her but it seems like they might and then I'm curious also I noticed uh, I believe it was during dynamite um, I, I, again bad with Names. the the blade uh, the butcher the oh bunny. the butcher the blade the bunny uh, the bunny who is she Allie formerly known yeah. as Allie 
so she was talking to um what's his name part of the <laughs> why are you doing this podcast with me you don't know anybody's <laughs> name cutie I, marshall I, I suck with names i'm gonna have to i'm just gonna have to get better if i plan cutie on doing marshall. This. yeah so you're kind of flirting so i i you know yeah, I was reading I was reading some things that maybe maybe they might be trying to do something with the butcher and the blade feuding with um what are they called? The natural nightmares, Dustin and Cutie Marshall. Uh, so yeah. okay. So maybe that's why she was yeah. over there doing that. Um, yeah, because he was ignoring Brandy when uh Cody was giving his speech or whatever, and you know. So I thought I was like, hmm, maybe that's gonna lead to something. Yeah. But the AEW's women's division really, like I said, it, it, it's got a lot going for it right now. Um, you know, they just recently brought in that uh, Anna J. Like, she has a lot of potential. I don't think they utilize B Priestley enough. I really wish they would use her more. She's abs- one of my favorites in terms of women's wrestling, and it makes me sad that they really rarely use her. I know right, right now it's probably because she's maybe stuck in Japan or something because she normally wrestles in stardom. Obviously, her boyfriend or I don't know if they're engaged or not. Will Ospreay mostly wrestles in New Japan. So, uh, OK, OK. But I wish, wish, wish that they would utilize her more. And uh, Big Swole has grown a lot on me as well recently, especially with how uh, how active she was in the crowd during Double or Nothing, man. She really was keeping that uh, face side going the entire night. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, and we've talked about how great AEW has been through this with having these, uh, you know, wrestlers out there being the crowd and really, you know, giving us the face and the heel side of things. It's It's really been nice. Yeah, they they definitely hit it right on the head by doing it day like, you know, right from the start. And then for a or I'm sorry, for WWE to finally start doing it behind the plexiglass, like, you know, two and a half months later, it just looks like they're trying to play catch up now. Like they they should have just left it how they were doing it and said, you know what? No, this is how we're doing it. That's how they're doing it. But this is how we're doing it and not just look more like, hey, we're copying you now. Well, because, yeah, because I thought when uh, a. AEW was first doing this. I thought WWE came out and said that I can't believe AEW is doing this. They're putting their wrestlers at risk and da 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 da. Yeah. So how quickly the tune changes. That is very, very true. But I also think we've stuck around in this virtual ring long enough. Uh, I think it's time we get out of here and close out this pilot episode. Time to hot tag out of here. Hot tag out. Yeah, we've spent uh, uh, too long, too long. I don't know how long it's actually been. Uh, Looks like just under... 40 minutes. So that's exactly kind of where I want this to fall. Anywhere between 30 to 60 minutes is what I'm shooting for for this. And like I said, hopefully it's going to be an every week thing. We haven't exactly finalized on when we're going to record this each week or what time this is going to go up each week or what day. This is just a pilot episode so we can get it out there and get some feelers going. But we will finalize some things over the next couple days and get things set in stone. So that way, hopefully we can get a new episode of this up every Every single week after that. But for now, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to the pilot episode of Hit Our Music, a professional wrestling podcast made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts.
podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash level down games. Subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash level down games and click that follow button. Dan, you also have a Twitch. Where can they find that? Uh, twitch.tv forward slash crazed 11 K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. I'm streaming most nights. That's why I can't watch AW Live because I'm streaming. And that's why you're about to be redoing your schedule so that you can start doing <laughs> AW Live. <laughs> uh. But go follow Dan over there on uh, Twitch as well. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our Discord server where we do have a pretty active wrestling discussion going on uh, every single day, especially when shows are live like AEW, especially or pay-per-views. We tend to get in there. And uh, now now that we have this podcast as an outlet again, we can throw predictions on here. But we also were uh, throwing predictions in Discord as well. So if you like what you heard, come into our Discord server, chat with us. We would greatly appreciate that as well. We didn't carry anything over from our previous podcast. And I never even mentioned the previous podcast. I didn't even mention it by name. I'm not even giving it the satisfaction, but we didn't mention or bring over anything from that podcast. But I do want to bring over one thing that we're going to do at the end of every episode of Hit Our Music. And that's Theme Song of the Week, because I really like Theme Song of the Week. And uh, this week, Dan, if you're okay with it, I just want to use Lance Archer's music. That's fine. I'm fine with that. I do like Lance Archer's music. It's good. So the theme song of the week that we're going to close out with is uh, Everybody Dies, the theme song for Lance Archer. Now, hit the music. Five, four, three, two, one.